Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Lux, I am your host, and joining me as always, he's your co-host, he killed a girl in the woods so he could become a Slenderman, it's Griffin Davis. (laughs) Is that how Slenderman came about? Is that the origin? That's what those teens in Wisconsin thought when they killed their friend. Oh man, I thought I was going to be the buzzkill to mention that story, but no, you got that right off the top. Oh, I'm coming in hot today. <laughs> it's impossible to not talk about that and all the inspirations of the Slender Man. Yeah, um, and we'll get into that more when we talk yeah. to our guests. Speaking of which, who's our guest, Griffin? Uh, yeah, who is our guest? Well, Lux, I'm very excited about our guest. Uh, she's kind of like a, like a new friend, but she feels kind of like an old friend at the same time. Like, I feel very, you know, you know, when you feel like very seen online with a certain person, you know, like, uh, I consider her one of like my four horsemen of, of my Twitter apocalypse. That's like always there, always liking my shit. We're always sending each other shit. We're just very simpatico online. Uh, okay. she's, she's a very, uh, funny comedian and, uh, we met in the trenches of the UCB. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle Driscoll. Hi, What's pleasure hello? to be here. Michelle, welcome and to the show. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the show. Is that what you said? I said, I sort of like held show for a little bit longer than I should have. Then it was natural. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked well it. noticed. Uh, yeah, well, I'm just trying. That's all I want is I'm trying. I'm trying to be seen on the internet too, Griffin. Uh, Michelle, I'm also I'm excited because you're just a pleasure to be around. <gasps> Thank you so much. But I'm doubly excited because you just told me this is your first podcast appearance. Yes, hi. Wow. Oh no, we're about to ruin it for you forever. <laughs> this probably sucks. your first and last. Yeah, actually, someone's gonna invite you. Right like, now. oh, the last one I was on was such a garbage can. I have no interest <laughs> in doing this again. Well, sorry about that to you and whoever future tries to book you and is uh, <laughs> has a problem. Guys, Anyways. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, as you should be. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much for coming on the show. We're super, super stoked to have you. Um, and we'll start with the same question we start every show with these days, which is, uh, what have you been playing lately? And if you haven't been playing anything this week, it can be a spiritual question because okay. life is a game. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, I've been playing this game. Yeah. Um, been doing your research. I've been doing my research, guys. I notes. have notes. Yes. Um, what else? What else? I am going to be playing the Nancy Drew game because I re-downloaded that. Nice. Um, That's that, uh, is it like a kid's educational game? It's, well, it's not educational, okay. no. It's like a kid's <laughs> spooky you, game. You get dumber. You get from stupider, from actually. <laughs> um, it's like a, like a spooky mystery game and Ooh. you have to solve mysteries. But I was too stupid as a kid to ever solve those mysteries, so hoping I can finally do it. Oh, that's actually like an amazing thing. Going back to a game that you weren't able to beat mm-hmm. and then beating it later. Can I be honest though? That's like most games I played as a kid. <laughs> I could never beat them. I could never do it. L- Lux, do you have any game like that that you couldn't beat as a kid? Uh... Fuck you. <laughs> I knew that was the answer. I'm sure that I'm sure I'm sure there are I'm sure there are like early Final Fantasies that I went back and played in college I didn't beat as a kid when I played them. My number uh, one—I can't was, remember off the top of my head. My number one was Kingdom Hearts because Ooh. I played it when I was ten, and I didn't realize that you could level up and like and like do stats and like mm-hmm. get better gear. Mm-hmm. So I was playing with like like level one shit, and then I just couldn't beat the end of the game. And then I came back later, and I was like, "Oh, this is a lot easier <laughs> than I thought." Have you guys ever played Timmy Turner breaking the rules? 
Um, that's the uh, Fairly Odd Parents mm-hmm. game for Xbox, the for original Xbox. Xbox. Could yeah. never beat it. What an era! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a game I never played. <laughs> well, like, you were missing out. I, yeah, I'm sure. Surely, I mean, I yeah. am a big fan of breaking the rules. So <laughs> that is kind of a, a this era, not just on console, but like on like the computer websites had this era. Like Cartoon Network had an era <gasps> era of yes. games when I when I was growing up, and I'm sure yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like non gamers played those yeah. too right like so i know there was like a great dexter's lab game uh there was just like they were, they were just trying to gamify like all their tv show mm-hmm. properties also didn't disney uh did that too yeah like, disney had a lot of games Stitch, where you had to like make a burger yes yeah that was my ish but i liked i like cartoon networks site the best i think i think they had like the best made games and mm-hmm. nickelodeon had a few good ones too and like we, we were talking about uh, doing Spongebob mm-hmm. uh, Bikini Bottom. Such a good one. Yeah. Such a good one. That was also for Xbox though. It was for Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that where you played it? Mm-hmm. I had an I had one Xbox that lasted for 10 years. Whoa. Yeah, I know. That's crazy because mm-hmm. normally they self-destruct after like two months. Honestly, I still have it in storage. It might uh, still be usable. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, did um, a, I ran with a regular Xbox that I got for Hanukkah at early high school all the way till I graduated college. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you a little more about your history, but first got to finish. Uh, Lux, what have you been playing this week? What have I been playing this week? Well, let me tell you. I've mostly been playing fucking tabletop RPGs, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got Blades in the Dark. We got Dungeon World. We got this game my friends are playtesting. We got Dungeons and Dragons. I'm playing four sessions a week. I'm going crazy. It's a, it's a true sign of you not having work to do anymore like you had a really busy time and now you're just fucking playing so many board games now that i had this overlap i had this like yeah this overlap i was working like 60 to 80 hours a week and now that one half of the stuff that was stressing me out is gone i've replaced all that time with fucking tabletop role-playing games baby yeah dude (laughs) it's that gamer ratio it's like if you do your dishes you can spend the next 13 hours playing destiny well yeah it's like my understanding of gaming is that it works kind of like a noble gas in that it fills yes. up the empty space within the container. Mm-hmm. So like when I get rid of PWR time, that extra time just naturally fills with gaming because of like the natural material properties of gaming as yeah. an idea. Um, and as far as video games, I've been playing, I started playing XCOM 2 again. Yeah. Um, because this is actually huge news. I just learned this today. Um, PlayStation now now has a download function. It's not just a streaming thing. It's a, it has a download library. And they like they like they like erode over time with like their temporary downloads. I think that they're just downloads that sync to like the online stuff. So like you sure. have to like be connected to play it. Sure. But otherwise it works. So I got my PlayStation now back up and I got XCOM 2 for free because um, that's how it works. And like any of the games that are on there, like Mortal Kombat or NBA 2K and all the shit are all free if you just have PlayStation now. Whoa. So it's gone from being. A fucking huge waste of money to probably a pretty good investment. So, yeah, I started playing XCOM 2 again a little bit. And that's been, you know, you know, it's been XCOM 2. I've been yelling at it, but also having fun. <laughs> that's great. You've been like my favorite is when you're like standing in front of an alien with like a 100 percent shot and it still misses. Those yeah. are the best. That's yeah. That's really when the game is least frustrating. That's basically <laughs> it's basically like scum save the video game. Uh, yeah, I try not to do that. I've yeah. been playing. Jeez, uh, what have I been playing? I've been playing the game. For the podcast. Oh, yeah, I've been playing that as well. That's also true. Uh, <laughs> That's I've good, been guys. trying to play a little more Final Fantasy VII. And other than that, it's just been a busy week. I've been watching TV. I've been <laughs> falling back into anime 
been watching uh, the Nia Genesis Evangelion that just came out on okay. Netflix. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's too bad that they uh, changed the subtitles and got rid of all the gay shit, but you know, that's whatever. Hold on. So where's the gay shit? And did I miss it already? Because I will just torrent the show. Are you done? No, I'm on episode eight. Yeah, a lot of it comes in the back half of the show, so you probably haven't missed too much of the gay shit yet, but... Yeah. They, like it's there's like some late. really egregious like they do cut scenes no but they like totally retranslate stuff like there's one part where someone's like it means i love you and then in the in the even in the new one it's like it means i like you right now i saw that but Which is like, there like is there like actual like is there gay romance occurring no, there's on like, screen well it's like in the manga there is in the anime there's not but it's extremely like hinted at in terms of the character relationships and then in the new redub anime that is also gone, and everyone's oh. just everyone's just platonic buds now. That's Whoa. sad. That, that, that's, that is erasure. Yeah, um, it's a real bummer because that's a big part of what makes that show so interesting. I mean, dang. the thing is, the show still whips ass and is really interesting without that because the yeah, show is it's just so good. The show <laughs> is just like that deep and that well structured and that interesting. But yeah, like for, for people who haven't watched it, it's like a it's like a, it's like a classic like battle mech like giant robot anime except it's just way better than all the other ones like it's like it incredibly just, it, well paced and designed yeah. and like and really it's not like it's not like fun it's like about it's like traumatic like getting into the big robots is like traumatic for the characters yeah and it's stuff. like big and, and depressing and yeah. wild it's really good though it's um it's really good it's yeah it's a show i relate to a lot because it's about a weird mental illness and robots two things that i think about all the time yeah and solid uh it sucks because it's so easy to watch on netflix but i I do want to get the you, correct. You got to get that verge. Yeah, you got to get it. Um, I'm gonna be able to hook you up with with some files. Okay, all right, we'll do the files. <laughs> uh, but let's uh, let's get back to you for a second, Michelle. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a hashtag gamer? I think I was a gamer. Okay. I think I am not currently. Okay. But, but I definitely was like in high school. Yeah. Yeah. But it was um, again like the same games. It was mm-hmm. Timmy Turner Breaking the Rules. Sure. Um. Uh, Spongebob Attack and Bikini Bottom yep. Sims um, I'm sure I'm missing something but just like the same four or five games nice. every single day you just like was this something that you kind of discovered on your own was it a friend or like a sibling that got you into them I think my I, my dad just gave me video games nice and I just played them because I had nothing else to do nice yeah, um, yeah uh, same here <laughs> here's a question when you say like the same games every day would you p- switch between the games throughout the course of the day or do you like spend a whole day on um, one and the next day play a different one I yeah I think you know what no there were like periods where I was like only gonna play sims for like mm-hmm. every single day but then after a while I'd be like oh you know what it's time to show Nancy Drew some love or try, time to <laughs> switch to Timmy Turner. Time to break the rules again. Yeah, but you time to break the rules, guys. But usually it would it would be like one chunk sure. devoted to one game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh fascinating. Uh yeah. <laughs> well I think it is I think it is interesting because it's like a weird thing to like I think there are people who definitely like me, like I'll play like four or five games over the course of a single day because I'll just get bored of each game that I'm playing, even if I really like them. Mm-hmm. But I also have people like you, Griffin, who can play the same game for eight decades on end. Yeah. Yes. And never stop. And so I was trying to get interesting the way different ways people approach that kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like, do you want to do you want to be like, uh, you know, just a, a citizen of the world or do you want to be on the cutting edge of uh, <laughs> culture? Mm-hmm. Uh, another question. 
pockets. Now the question is, now the question so is, uh, keep that in at least. The question is, which is which? Which is the cutting edge and which is a citizen of the world? I have I don't. no idea, guys. As you can probably hear, I'm a little tired this episode. I just, I just did a, a show late last night, uh, and that's no excuse. So let's warm it up with a little game of video game news. That's right, welcome back to Toxic or Toxic. The video game pop culture news segment where I say things that have happened in our toxic culture of video games and you guys tell me if it's toxic, as in bad, incel, gross, lame, everything bad about the video game industry or Toxic, as in the Britney Spears song, which is a slap and a banger and the voice of any generation. Okay. Um, so let's get into the first. No questions. Just, just you'll figure it out as it goes because it. it's not a good segment. <laughs> um, here we go, guys. U.S. sanctions now threaten League of Legends players in Syria and Iran. Oh, toxic. 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 Let those gamers game. (laughs) Yeah. Guys, leave the gamers out of this. Well, it's just like those sanctions are bad. They're bad sanctions. Yeah, because like if there's any kind of like lag or frame rate dip uh, in League of Legends, you're just you're it. That's that's not democratic. And it's like and it's fucked up that like these, you know, hardcore gamers in Iran are suffering because like. America wants to heavily tax the fucking pistachio industry to make sure that it's located in California. Like that shit's crazy to me. Those people dude, get, they, they play their games. I don't care about these fucking pistachios. Hey dude, if, if, if some foreign country made it so I couldn't play my Nintendo switch, I would shoot all their drones out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No problem. No questions even asked. I'd rain fire. Okay. I think we all I'm Matthew, agree on that I'm Matthew one. McConaughey yeah. and Christian Bale at all. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I am. I'd be every dragon in that movie. Okay. Uh, Fortnite summer event will give players new challenges and game modes every single day. I'm saying. I think that's. Oh, you like that? Is it not? Okay, why? Well, how do you feel? I don't know. It's like a fun challenge. It's for a them fun to challenge. Do. Yeah. It's fun. It's a lot yeah. of content. Yeah. yeah, I'm with that too. Like, if you're gonna you're have this, yeah, I think if you're gonna have this giant game that everyone loves to play, like, put in the work to make it like dynamic and fun for them. Hmm. And like, I'm saying, as a as a as a you know a warrior on the front lines of the battle against Fortnite culture, <laughs> I'm saying it's toxic. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, this is probably a good one. Uh, Dream Daddy, uh, the dating sim mm. that allows you to date daddies, okay. uh, is now releasing the Dad Rector's Cut, coming to mobile and Nintendo Switch. Uh, Toxic. I think that's really good. I do wish it was called something that wasn't the Dad Rector's Cut. That just sounds. Yeah. That makes me like I don't like how that sounds at all. It, it looks, took me a second. It looks like a sexual thing. When you mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare level puts you in the shoes of a child soldier uh, that must stab a man to death with a screwdriver. Oh my god. Toxic. Toxic. So bad. So insanely bad. So insanely bad. And honestly, I don't know. I I doubt you guys think it's the same reason. I think it's toxic. Not because of them doing that, but because I just know 
Infinity War doesn't have an interesting story to tell, so it won't be worth it. Like, I don't care about the violence. It's just, just like, they're just not going to tell an interesting story. Yeah, and I mean, it's partly that. It's also partly that, like, I just don't trust fucking Call of Duty to handle, like, the extremely delicate and depressing idea of child soldiers. Exactly. In a yeah. way that is even, like, 1% sensitive to, like, the extreme trauma that is that situation. Like, yeah. it's just going to be gross and weird. And they're just going to be like, look, we put a child stabbing a man in our game. We need $80, please. And it's like, no, thank you. Yeah. And yeah. I think the only people that can really make a game about child soldiers are uh, child laborers making the video games. Which <laughs> is the oh, premise behind our new game company. <laughs> kid kid uh, come, all child labor. It's all child labor. <laughs> but the games are about kids. Yeah. It's, okay. That's what's authentic. About kids, for kids, by yeah, kids. For kids, by kids. <laughs> about kids, for kids, by kids, owned by adults. Oh, and guys, let's end it on a good note. Uh, Pokemon Fusion is getting mm. some traction this week. A website site where you can combine any two Pokemon into a Frankenstein Pokemon. It's <gasps> like an algorithm. It. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm saying that's right. Uh, a freebie. A way to end it on positive note. Yeah, that website rules. Wow. But we are warmed up gang so I think that we should get into the game that we've picked for this week, it may be the middle of summer, but that doesn't mean things can't get a little spooky. And in <laughs> fact, I think the second scariest time of year outside Halloween mm-hmm. is summer. Yeah, summer is really okay. scary because you can get thirsty anytime. And it, that's a <laughs> huge problem for me. You're never safe from being like, oh, I need some water. Yeah, famously thirsty podcast. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh, well, when you say it like that, we sound a lot worse than, 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 I, than I meant us to be. Oh, yeah. I'm not allowed to say the word. Okay. Uh, but before we talk, let's get into a little bit of history mm-hmm. about this game. Yes, please do. The Slender Man was created on June 10th, 2009 on a thread in the Something Awful Internet Forum. The thread was a Photoshop contest in which users were challenged to create paranormal images. Forum poster Eric Knudsen, under the pseudonym Victor Surge, contributed two black and white images of groups of children, to which he added a tall, thin, spectral figure wearing a black suit. Although previous entries had consisted solely of photographs, Surge supplemented his submission with snatches of text. We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them, but its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. The Slender Man soon went viral, spawning numerous works of fan art, cosplay, and online fiction known as creepypasta, horror stories told in short snatches of easily copyable text that spread from site to site. Divorced from its original creator, The Slender Man became the subject of myriad stories by multiple authors, with an overarching mythos. But in 2014, a moral panic occurred after readers of his fiction were connected to several violent acts, particularly a near-fatal stabbing of a 12-year-old girl in Waukesha, Wisconsin. This week on Game Boys, it's Mark Headley's survival horror indie, Slender Man, The Eight Pages. Spooky. spooky scary so yeah i got, scared. I got spooked by this it's just, it's, oh, a spook, yeah. it's a spook town for sure um so yeah i have some thoughts on that kind of this game before that what um why this game of games did you decided to bring what will made this game jump out to you and seem cool i used to play this in college and i just thought i don't know i like scary things i really like like horror movies and mm-hmm. stuff so i was a fan of it um but i could never <laughs> 
get more than like three pages. <laughs> I, I suck at oh, this game. It's hard. I, <laughs> yeah, three pages is where I topped out when I've been playing it. That's the best I've done so far. Yeah, it's just like it's like to describe the game is just like it's almost nothing. It's it's a, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's it's all in, it's all coded in source. Yeah, um, that like super minimal uh, Unreal Engine deriv- uh, derivative uh, engine. And it's just like, yeah, it's a WASD. You just walk around. You can run. You have a flashlight. You can turn it on and off. And you try to collect pages and uh, not get caught by the slender. What really got me was the the music in the background that yeah. kind of sounded like, you know, in Jurassic Park when like a dinosaur is nearby. Mm-hmm. And it was just thudding. Yeah. That really gave me And chills. then the fucking piano sting when he pops up in your frame and it's like, Meh! <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fucking so stressful. It's It's one of those things, too, where they really like I watched the I was playing for like five minutes before I saw him and it felt like hours. Yeah. It felt like I've been walking through the forest for like hours because you're just walking through. You can barely see. And like he's he's a slender man. So he looks (laughs) like the trees. So like everywhere you're like, oh, my God, I'm just in a forest of slender men right now. (laughs) And the sound and I just don't know what to do. There's so many spooked out double takes that happen organically in that game. Like I'll like swing the flashlight around to like see what's around me. And the Slenderman will be like something I pan across and I'll like be like, wait, what? A, wait a second. Go back. And he's just there. And I'm like, ah, and then I run, you know, like there's a lot of that shit. Yeah. Um, this game's a funny pick, too, because um, we talked this in the show. I was a big time was and I get I guess no longer am a big time something awful goon. Um, and so I was in that thread, that OG Slenderman. <laughs> wow. And, like I was following, I was following along and, and voting and whatnot. Of course you are. Um, in that, in that moment in time. And, and did you, did you vote against our boy? Um, I don't think I voted. I don't, I don't think in any of the things, I don't think I ever voted for Slenderman out of anything. You're like, I'm, I'm look, I, I like 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 thick man <laughs> yeah i was like give me beef boy please beef, that's who i boy. want beef boy. Um, yeah like, I you, can, you can really hear the thuds with beef boy yeah i just really remember that thread being like full of like a it's bunch like, of stupid bullshit and then like slender man being like one of the only truly scary things yeah uh because he's just like for people who have never seen slender man just like he's like a like man a but slender just think of one yeah. nightmare uh like it's just a faceless yeah faceless slender man yeah, it's really too slender. Mm-hmm. It's just like long, it's too, unnaturally too long skinny. arms and legs, like a suit, and then like a faceless white white face. Yeah. zone. like that's it, and that's spooky as hell. Yeah. I. Why is he wearing a business suit? Why is this creepy tall man in the woods wearing a business suit? It's part of the one percent. <laughs> yeah, for right, sure. One percent actually very scary. You know. Yeah, he, no, does, he looks like a like a like a, the ghost of a Wall Street banker. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, I just think there's something creepy about like, I think that's part of what makes it so weird is that like he feels so displaced. Like, there's no reason for like a business suit man to be in like any of the classic Slenderman locations. Yeah, business fan, businessmen famously hate the forest. So mm-hmm. they hate like, woods. What is going on here, mm-hmm. and they hate basements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the two places you find a Slenderman, and so it's like mm-hmm. it's a real it, it's like a system shock, you know. They it's like hate in, in Fern Gullies. <laughs> yeah, well, they they I mean I, that's what the whole movie is about how much they hate Fern Gullies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, like I, I think that's part of what makes it scary is that he like is so disjunctive with any like he's so it's so simple and so disjunctive with any setting. Like there's nowhere where Slenderman feels natural. Like it's not like, like mm-hmm. you could put a Dracula in a castle and then the Dracula feels natural in a way that you can't really do that with Slenderman. I don't think. Right, but like if Dracula was in a porter potty, I'd be like, "Oh my, this is the scariest thing I've seen in my entire life." <laughs> you'd be like going to shit, and then you'd get Dracula. That would be awful. 
Yeah, it'd be awful. Uh, yeah, I think like when I when I think of scary video games, mm-hmm. um, I think like very few of them are actually that scary for that long. Like they really they can't keep the they really can't keep scaring you for more than like an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's really the same with like the length of horror films. It's like horror films are like rarely like three hours, you know, because it's just, it's like the experience of like being scared. You can really, that tension can only last for so long, which is why I think this game really works. It's like, it doesn't have to be more than what it is. And I like that it's so kind of low res and nothing that it almost just feels like this, like this, like artifact that you've come upon, like it feels (laughs) just like something that Slender Man made. Like, like, it's just like, it's like, it's, it feel like if it was made by a human, it'd be made better or something like that. But like, it just has this like weird, creepy, like just like uh, kind of on the edges of existence. Like, oh, you found this strange thing, <laughs> and it's very scary. Um, but also, it is really annoying to play. <laughs> it is absolutely annoying. I had to write down like what keys to use. So that I I couldn't remember. I could not remember. For I, had life Google, of me. I had to Google them and like have a little window open on the side, like on my phone while I was playing just to like remember what to do. Also, the one problem with the WASD navigation is that it makes it really hard to look around things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you'd have like there's six pillars in the middle of the woods and you're like, I know there's a page on one of these pillars, but walking in a circle around each pillar it takes three minutes because it's impossible to navigate with these dumb key controls. I learned that I'm really bad at navigating through this game yeah like, i don't too. know directions I so at all lost so much yeah. oh yeah it's insane uh, and i think part of the the movement i guess why i would hate to do it for a longer game like it works for this game because like part of that feeling of like being in a nightmare is mm-hmm. when like you're moving slow and you like can't get away yeah. from the thing like it's like that inescapability thing like it feels like you're like running through butter or whatever like I don't know. <laughs> like you just can't i feel like i can never move and get away when, when i'm in like a bad dream you know uh and so that's why it's like i think the shitty controls kind of work with this one it does work kind of well i mean the game does generate because of those like kind of shitty controls and it's like weird ambiance like some really good moments like i saw the slenderman and i just like sprinted the other direction and then my dude <laughs> ran out of sprinting juice and was just like wheezing and panting and then yeah. I was looking around and then there was like right in front of me suddenly was Slenderman and I got Slenderman and it was very spooky, scary um, <laughs> and like good and affecting and really fun. And then there were other times where like I was just walking in a circle, couldn't know where I was and I couldn't figure out where to go or what to do. And those weren't less fun. Yeah. And then it just like gets annoying and like this like sense of like, am I scared or frustrated now? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but it was like it is it's the tone and like the design elements, I think, are. Yeah, like really absolutely. good. Like it really nails like like you said, I think you said something really smart that it feels like a thing with no like origin. Mm-hmm. Like it comes like the the whole game feels like it comes from nowhere. And I really like that sense of like displacement in the game that, that fits in with like the Slenderman themes in general. Yeah, it um, reminds me of uh, have you seen have you guys know the movie Trash Humpers by Harmony Corinne? <laughs> yes. No. Okay. <laughs> you probably won't like it. Uh, I think it's one of the funniest movies it's, of all time. Uh, yeah, I like that movie. Uh, you like yeah, you like maybe like, like it. It's a good movie. Yeah, well, it's insane, uh, but it feels like an artifact. Like, like I think he his original distribution. He's he's like the director of Spring Breakers and like oh, bigger I, I movies. I know who he is. Yeah, okay. I just don't know this uh, one. Yeah, this one. This one he wanted to like put distributed it by just like putting it on VHSs and just like leaving it on streets and stuff. So like when people <laughs> find it, like they don't know if it's real or not. I'm with and this it. feels like the same vibe as that kind of thing. Um, 
but so one cool thing the game does is as you get more pages, mm -hmm. the sound effects grow and like new things start to happen with it. So uh, you, you get to start to like, I think, move faster. But I think Slenderman starts coming at you closer and closer to Doesn't it also get darker. I think it gets darker. I think yeah, your the flashlight fog, the fog eventually the fog increases for yeah, sure. The fog gets deeper. Um, and then it's like there's the wind starts getting louder and there's, there's this weird beeping starts. Um, and then if you complete the game, uh, Slender Man still gets you. Um, Fun. But then you wake up and it's like uh, daylight. So was it a dream? And then it just like ends. And then it unlocks two very important modes to this game. Yeah, I was oh, I, the only reason I played this a little bit like I woke up pretty early and played this morning and then I was done. And the only reason I played some more was because Griffin told me about these modes and I wanted to unlock them for myself and I didn't, but I wanted them real bad. Go, really into these, go into these modes. So the first mode is daylight mode and it's just the entire game, but just in the daylight, uh, which somehow is still scary. Uh, like it, it's, I don't know. There's like something cool about like a scary daylight scene. And, it, and for me, it still worked. This like weird low resi world and like these sounds and stuff. Uh, it's like super cool. Um, it, it reminds me of uh, that movie coming out in a couple of days, uh, Midsummer. <gasps> Midsummer. Yeah. I'm really guys, excited to see that movie. Oh, I'm I want to so see that so badly. That. Uh, I, I thought Hereditary was like good, not great, but like this looks really. It looks good. scary. Oh, I thought Hereditary was great, uh, but like I would never watch it again. You know, it was like too brutal. Um, we can talk about this on our, on our la yeah, later. Yeah, sorry, but we'll talk about this on our Patreon. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we'll talk about this somewhere else. But like, yeah, I like the movie a lot. We can argue about why later. Uh, but yeah, this like daylight scare stuff I really like. So that mode's really fun but then the most important mode is $20 mode <laughs> uh, $20 mode is incredible uh, basically there is a popular meme that says uh, in the in the, the Slenderman mythos that's like the only way to get rid of Slenderman is to give him $20 <laughs> uh, and that's just now kind of like uh, accepted opinion in the folklore uh, so in this mode every time <laughs> You see Slender Man, instead of any kind of creepy sound effect, it plays that rap song, $20. Uh, and it's very good. Yeah, it's very good. It's very funny. It's um, it's like, I don't know. I find, I, I like that. Daylight Mode, I watch a video of it and it is pretty spooky just because like, I think when a game can successfully make you feel like it's both pretty and nice out and also you're in horrible danger, that's like a really good spooky feeling. Um, and then twenty dollars mode is fucking hilarious. Like it, it's it works so well. The reason this guy, that I yeah, the reason that I love twenty dollars mode here. Like, I got a little second over right here. Um, the reason I like that mode so much is like, it's this kind of it's like the it's like the creators like okay, we've I've put you through hell twice. You have completed all of my challenges, but let's not forget why we're here. We love Slenderman. <laughs> like we're scared of Slenderman, but we also love him. And it's like nice to have like the final like icing on the cake be this like, yeah, Slenderman's epic. <laughs> well, and let's actually that's actually what we're talking about. Like, let's talk about these uh, girls who stabbed their friend and whatnot, because like there is this weird like allure of Slenderman. Yeah. Like this weird like sense that like Slenderman is part of this like world of spooky, scary stuff. And you could be spooky, scary, like Slender Man, if you like follow the steps and whatever. And it's interesting that Slender Man of all things is like what provokes this. Cause there's so 
He's like literally the blankest of blank slates. Well, that's, yeah. that's the whole culture thing now is like you can be the thing now on the Internet. Like you don't have to just observe it from afar. Like if there is a conspiracy, like you can be part of that conspiracy now, like the QAnon stuff. Like you can engage in that and like like be uncovering new QAnon uh, conspiracies. And it's the same with this, like these like these new these kind of new Internet ones. It's like you can build your own Slender Man story like it's everyone is an owner in it in a way that like other stuff wasn't before there were a lot when i was like looking into it there were a lot of people who were you know like saying stories about slender man that seemed like they were personal accounts and at the very end they were like just kidding i'm a writer i'm working on a book (laughs) and it it just was (laughs) there was so many of them it was too much it was too too much yeah, I mean, like people are making slender. People have made like literally people are making Slenderman cop creepy pastas for a decade now. Mm-hmm. Like just like little like one or two paragraph spooks that like get shared around. Dude, you were in the forum. You could have stopped all this. Bro. <laughs> you could have put an end to it. Dog, I didn't. Vo- I told you. We already talked about this. I didn't vote for Slenderman. Slenderman won despite <laughs> me not. You know. Also, to be fair, that was not the main forums in which uh, or something awful in which I hung out. But I, I you know, everyone was following that one. That one was a big deal. Um. But yeah, so the thing with I want like there's only this one story of like the Slender Man stabbing, but I feel like there's a lot of stories of like people wanting to be or meet or find Slender Man out in the world, even in the creepypasta zone. And I find this very weird and spooky that like what is it do you think about Slender Man that makes people like like Slender Man? Like not just like as a spooky character, but like people are attracted to or find appealing in Slender Man. He's like how he's spooky. He's spooky because he's got arms that are too long and that's extremely disconcerting. But like, why do people want to give him a hug? I just like I feel like all of our like older myths have been like eroded and like we like we we need a new boogeyman. Right. Like the boogeyman is like basic. It's like vague. Right. Like we like there is something more specific to Slender Man. Really? I feel like Slender Man is the vaguest possible monster. But the boogeyman was the scary one before him, right? Yeah, I guess the boogeyman was also a big old nothing. And the boogeyman is even less. Like, Slenderman has, like, an aesthetic. Yeah, that's true. I guess so. I guess it's just like no one ever stabbed their friends trying to become the boogeyman. I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And and, well, trying to impress impress the boogeyman. That's what it goes back to is like, 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 if the fucking boogeyman had come out on the internet, then like people would be stabbing. They're really stabbing each other for the boogeyman. It's it's all about like like now like participation in the in this in the in the in the scary conspiracy or whatever you know. Like you get to be it, you get to own it, you know. Um, yeah, they want. Like, you, it's like you, before it was just like folk tales and like yeah. ghost stories mm-hmm. you heard from your you know. Before it was just like to spook the kids, but now it's like to now, like a goal. Yeah, exactly, and it's like. Also, like, if you are, like, out in the middle of the woods at night, there's a Slender Man out there, probably. Like, I'm still, like, a, I'm, like, I think a 50% chance he's real. Yeah, you're a, slen- you're a Slender Man truther. I'm a truther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, For yeah. sure. Um, do you, how do you feel about Slender Man as a cultural object, Michelle? Um, I think it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I It's a meme. I don't understand why people are... <laughs> I guess like trying to make it real, um, not to say that like, you know, folklore and, um, myths aren't real. I think that, 
don't know, there's like truth in those probably, but this is quite literally a meme. Like the person yeah. who made it said like, hey, I made this. I put it on the internet. It's, the it's first not time real. Yeah. The origin super specifically. Exactly. I think because we know the origin. on the silliest website in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then also like the fact that People are writing stories about it on websites called like creepy pasta. <laughs> like it doesn't really it doesn't spook me as much. Yeah. Although I will say like with this video game like the music, the music really scared me. I, that was spooky for me. But like Slenderman himself or itself is whatever. To me the more like the every second I say the name and think about it more, it like burrows deeper into my brain. Oh no! And like I'm just gonna like think about him more. Oh like, no! It has a weird quality. Like he is the he is like the weird. He's the internet. He is the internet. Like he's the scary mm-hmm. part of the of the internet. I don't know. It's like I feel like I'm gonna see him like pop up my browser now or something. <laughs> As see that's like much scarier to me than like a tall man who appears in fields or whatever is like a thing that lives in my browser and spooks me out. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, for you, probably you'll see, you see browsers a lot more than a field. So yeah, it's immediately more dangerous for you. Rude, but true. Um, undeniably me, the I've case. got a desktop background of a field and he pops up in there. Uh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, I have a backyard that he could show up in. That's true. You do have you live in you have more trees than I do in Los oh, yeah. Angeles. I've got an army of trees that I unleash if, on my enemies. If you saw Slenderman behind a palm tree, you'd just be like, dude, you're fake now. <laughs> like you're just you're just you fucking, change Slenderman. You're just uh you're you're clout chasing out here. Oh, yeah, Slender, Slenderman. Slenderman the clout shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, you think that now's a good time to go to a quick commercial break? I think it's better than ever because we gotta get paid. Mm-hmm. Hey Lux. Hey Griff, what's up? Uh, I got a, a problem. Yeah, that's, I mean, all, always, dog. I've got two turntables, oh. but I don't have the third thing. Hmm. Man, what goes really well with two turntables? Ah. You know what? goes well with two turntables and a. Uh, oh, you know, I think I got it. Two turntables and a porcupine. Oh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this week we are sponsored by Two Turntables and a Porcupine. Uh, the hottest new table configuration for every DJ in porcupine territory. Yeah, the Northwestern and East Coast of the United States, I think, mostly. Yeah, um, they're an endangered species, but we've gotten through a little bit of loopholes in the administration right now, and we're selling you porcupines. It's like this. When you have a turntable and you're working on two records, you're scratching, but you've only got so many fingers. What if you could use all the quills of a porcupine to move those records around and make all kinds of new, insane sounds? And that's why Beck made his famous song, Two Turntables and a Porcupine. Beck, a Scientologist ahead of his time. (laughs) Where it's at. (laughs) Got two turntables and a porcupine. Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Lux. I'm your host, your co-host is still Griffin Davis. Your guest is still Michelle Driscoll. And now is the part of the show where we rate that game, boys, girls, and friends beyond the binary. We go around in a circle starting with you, Michelle, because you are our guest, so common courtesy dictates you go first. And give a little review, our final thoughts of the game, then a rating on a scale from one to five joysticks, one being the worst, five being the best. So, Michelle, take us away. Um, I thought the game was scary but mm, it was okay it could have been better um i would say maybe 
two and a half, mm. maybe three, if I'm being generous. Mm. Okay, now let's do two and a half because we're very ungenerous. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. True. Today, fuck it. It's raining. Um, and a, and a, a mature, appropriate rating. Thank you. I like that rating. Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, okay. This game isn't trying to be bigger than it is. You know, it's trying to be low, a low fi thing on every and every element. And it's pretty good. It has that $20 mode. <laughs> that uh, you really it's love. Really frustrating to play though, but it does have that $20 mode. And I think it gets what Slenderman is. And I think there are a lot of other lesser game designers may not fully have captured the correct spirit and tone. So I think it did well there. It's just not something that I would spend too much time on. And it's like a passing fancy. So I will also give it a 2.5 out of five joysticks, which I think is a good score for this game. Yeah. Um, I generally agree. I think with this game, with a lot of horror games, a lot of what I think makes them good is their ability to generate like moments of tension and anxiety that are like memorable and cool. Um, Resident Evil games are very good at that. Uh, those insomnia games, stuff like that have been very effective in terms of like, I had distinct memories of like turning a corner and being spooked by a thing or like solving a puzzle only to get into bigger, deeper trouble and freaking out. Um, this game had a couple of those, but they really were like little brief interludes in like a stream of frustrating control based, uh, groaning on my part. Um, and so, yeah, I think two and a half is probably where I'm at because I do like its ability to cultivate a mood. The music is great. I like the sort of low, lo-fi source graphics. I like that you can sort of move around uh, and sort of unintentionally get yourself into big trouble and get big spooked. But also it's like hard to go in a circle and it's easy to get lost and moving is dumb. And so and there's so little to do aside from moving that the fact that moving is not that easy to do or intuitive is really frustrating. Um, so yeah, I think I'm also going to give it two and a half. I think it does a good job of making scares, but not a great job of being a game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. And with that, uh, friends, we are going into everyone's favorite segment entirely out of segments. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, be on the binary time of the segment segment this is the part where Griffin and I present segments to our guests or little dumb games that we have made up. Uh, and, uh, Griffin, do you have one this week or was earlier your segment and you just sort of transposed it? I, I transposed it. <laughs> what does that mean? You like moved its position. I moved it. <laughs> okay, great. So that one's already done. Now it's time for my segment, which is a great round of everyone's favorite game about analingus. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's another <laughs> round of Do They Eat Ass, starring everyone's favorite copy pastas. Oh, God. That's right. We're going through a quick list of, obviously, the Slender Man, then the Pokemon Creepy Black. And then okay, we're going to look these up. I'll, I'll read you descriptions of all of them. And then um, the ghost from Ben drowned. Okay. I don't know that one. So the Pokemon one, I'll read you a description. Okay. Defending Pokemon were unable to attack ghost. It would only say they were too scared to move. When the move curse was used in battle, the screen would cut to black and the cry of the defending Pokemon would be heard, but it was distorted, played a much lower pitch than normal. The battle screen would then reappear and the defending Pokemon would be gone. If used in a battle against a trainer, when the Pokeballs representing their Pokemon would appear in the corner, they would have one fewer Pokeball. It was implied that the selected Pokemon died. The idea is that there was a ghost inside of Pokemon that was eating Pokemon. 
Okay. Like when you play the game, people would have this ghost that would eat their Pokemon and they'd die forever. And apparently you could hear it scream and cry. But mostly the point is it's a ghost that eats Pokemon. Okay. Okay. Um, Slender Man, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. And then Ben Drowned is the story of a, a kid who gets a haunted copy of Majora's Mask and the ghost inside of it encourages him and others to kill themselves by jumping in, a, in Dude, the water. no wonder Slenderman won. All these suck. All these other ones are just like, what if Mario was evil? Or well, like, what the fuck? Uh, Smile, Dog is, Smile Dog is fun. Okay, what's Smile Dog? A picture of a dog with human teeth and a bloody hand that apparently causes unfortunate viewers to kill themselves for unknown reasons. The image first originated on a blog post about a somewhat unknown user finding an unfortunate female viewer who killed herself from looking at the picture. The user followed the dog's advice of spreading the word by posting the image virally. You know what my favorite part of these garbage creepypasta sites? They don't have the image anywhere at the top of these fucking wiki articles. Yeah, you just gotta click on uh, Smile Dog. Oh. Smile Dog is fucked up. Oh, no. I don't like that. I don't like Smile Dog. I don't like that one bit. I mean, I don't think Smile Dog's allowed to eat ass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I feel like it may want to, but I don't think that the person should encourage that it's dog to do it. It's definitely on his mind. Yeah. He's, he's, but he's not allowed to, and I hope God yeah. smites him. <laughs> yeah, he's like cosmically not allowed to. Like, there's like an, an actual sort of like essential spiritual prohibition against it. I think that's probably right. Yeah, I want to imprison him in like the under the water, like in the t- <laughs> where the Titans are held in Hercules. <laughs> All right, so then what about, um, what about, uh, the ghost that eats Pokemon, Pokemon Black. I don't okay. think I don't think it would. So I'm I gonna think, say no. I, I say no on this one too. Yeah. I think he. Uh, well, is it, not, is it even a thing? Yeah, it's like it's a, a weird entity that you, lives inside your machine. You said it eats other Pokemon, so I think that that's selfish, and I don't think a selfish well, it's person hungry, would do that. It's hungry though. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say I respect your no. Okay, thank I'm you. I'm gonna say a tentative yes. <laughs> Because, Tentative. because he's just he's chewing all sorts of stuff. I mean, I don't know though. No, no you're what? right. Oh, I, was self- gonna- I feel like he's selfish. He would he's gonna eat for himself. He'll do it maybe if he wants to, but I don't think he wants no, to. No, you're right. I think you're yeah. actually you convinced me. Right, wait, here's my counter pitch because I had this as a yes in my notes. Really? In my notes. <laughs> um, which is uh Ghastly is a Pokemon and Ghastly looks like a butthole. <laughs> Okay. So you think about that. All right. Well, the case closed. <laughs> I'm a fucking detective. And last but not least, let's go talk to our buddy, our buddy the Slenderman. Does the Slenderman eat ass? Absolutely. I think it's an absolutely as yeah. well. No, what um, makes you guys say that? I don't know. He looks like a creepy dude, and I, I feel like creepy dudes are into that. You yeah. Know? You know? Uh, I think it's the, I think it's that. I think I feel like with the Slenderman, there is this sense that like He's going to kill you when it gets to you, but he also, he wants to love you. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so much love, I feel. Oh, for yeah. This, I feel this melancholy fear from Slender Man There's, like, the a time. weird, I feel like there's, like, weird sexual tension with him. Yes. From, like, the internet. Yeah. Not for me. From yeah. the internet. No, no, no. no, 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 no let me clarify. Not for me. I don't I'm like it. Proje- I, I will project everything, <laughs> and I will say, yeah, uh... I mean, it's an absolute... Even though the mechanics of it, no, no face... Uh, mm-hmm. I still think curious about it. I still think you'd find a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know what? I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And that's <laughs> that's this episode of Do They Eat Ass? And that means that this is the end of this episode of the Game Boys podcast. Um, 
Michelle, you've been an extremely rad guest. Where do the people find more of you on the internet? Because I know um, they will want to. Okay, great. You can find me on uh, Instagram as Michelle Driscoll or Twitter at E L L E Driscoll, D R I S C O L L. Nice. Um, anything else you want to plug or just your social medias? I guess just my social media. Uh, DCM's coming up. Oh yeah, go to DCM. <laughs> go to DCM. I'll be working it. If you want to see if you want to see her working <laughs> at DCM, uh, you know, uh, go to Coffee Plus Food if you want to see me serving some coffee. Get some coffee. It's a great there. cafe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we will not be seeing her in any of the VIP back areas of the UCB during DCM. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be busy. That's why. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, why. that's why. That's the reason. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Griff, what's your me, deal? Griffin P. Davis. You know the name. <laughs> you know the game. This is my new catchphrase. I'm trying to be more hateable because I think it really, I think it's like honey mm-hmm. uh, to these poor, these flies on the internet. <laughs> Uh, so I'm a bad person. Follow me and Game Boys Pod. <laughs> really great, really great pitch. Um, you can find me at ML Surfer on Twitter. Definitely check it at Game Boys Pod on uh, Instagram. Uh, leave a review or rating, and we'll read it. We got another five star rating thanks to whoever did that. But again, words are more fun for me to interact with. So just type anything in the box. I don't. I feel like Guys, this is an I intentional. This bit. I feel like this I is an intentional troll job. It's intentional. I'm checking the ratings, and they consistently have more than we did the week before. But almost never do we get a review. So please just write something down. So something to do with this segment because otherwise I get very frustrated. Um, and guys, I say don't listen to anything that he just said. It's uh, amazing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just uh, keep rating it and don't leave a goddamn word. If anything, leave numbers. Um, all right. Well, that would be very also annoying. Um, but you can find my shit at uh, Wisecrack on YouTube and also... Uh, not even a show on YouTube and also Party World Wrestling on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, is, the, just, is the show up? The, show, the, the, the complete show is not, but the highlight reel is, which is probably more uh, digestible because it's not instead of being three and a half hours long, it's only five minutes. Um, so you can watch the five minute highlight reel and see all of the best slams, kicks and moves from Bioslam, which was, I think, a very, very good show. Um, and also, uh, check us out. We were just in spectrum news, spectrum news wrote an article about the, our show and how it's cool and good. So check that, us out. Is that the internet provider? Yeah. They also have a news branch. Oh, that's Fuck cool. yeah, dude. Invade. In, invade <laughs> the elites. Yeah. Um, exactly. We're invading the elites. Uh, you can see there's a cool interview with some, uh, with actually, a cool interview exclusively made up of people who have been on the Game Boys podcast. Adam Serwa, uh, Danny Ziegle, and Chris Monica are all interviewed in the video on that. Um, yeah, I'm sure all, they all dropped the Game Boys podcast name in their individual interviews. I think they all did. As an I think, origin point. I think they all did. And it was just edited out by the fucking herbs over at Spectrum. Oh, thanks, Spectrum. Wow. I guess I'll switch to, oh, wait, you're a monopoly. Um, <laughs> Roasted. Go um, and on that yeah, note, sorry. I, think, I think that takes us out of here on that note. So that is the end of the episode. My name is Lux. I'm your host. Your co-host is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Michelle Driscoll. Your editor and producer is Haley Clement. Your intro outro music is by Matthew Morton. And your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. Spider-Man, the eight pages.